afternoon, whatever we are, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to We're Gonna Need a Bigger Show, episode 33. Keeps getting better. Now, <laughs> uh, we are recording from the ruins of Redwall right now. This yes. is our very last recording here before we move. Short stint here. It, yeah, it was, you know, I oh. think we did three shows here. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Eh. Who oh, gives well. a shit? But there's boxes piled <laughs> high. There are things everywhere, but it's a special show mm-hmm. because we are here today with Mr. Brandon Brains. Brandon Brains and Mr. The Amazing Parker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Amazing Parker. Let's well, not yeah. mince words. Uh, Brandon Brains has a new album coming out, and uh, The Amazing Parker was his producer on that album. Yes, sir. And uh, we're going to be chit chatting with them today. Might hear some some music. Can we not talk about my past, though? Like my selling drugs past. Oh, no, that's the first thing we're talking about. (laughs) That's the first thing we're bringing up. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, this got real awkward. (laughs) Since we're all on these drugs that you supposedly don't sell anymore, I feel like you should at least mention it. There's a lot of in your lyrics that I want to talk about. Um, I'm not talking about drugs in the song. No, I understand that, but no, that's a whole other... It's not what the oh, yeah, we're going we to talk about some songs today. Are we going to talk about some songs? Hell yeah. Well, thank you both for joining us today. Not a problem. It's a shitty accommodations right now. I, I love being on this show, man. Do you? Yeah. This I, is your third appearance. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I remember when I used to have to beg to be on the show, and now you actually asked me this time. I was <laughs> like, hey, man. I was like, he's hard up for guests. <laughs> no, I. I no, that, number one, that's bullshit. Okay, because the album, you know, I'm a big fan of your work, and. Uh, I've liked uh, the tracks you've released so far, and I'm actually sitting with a copy of the album in front of me right now. As am I. And I can't. I kind of want to just cancel the show and go listen to it. Can we just? Can I don't we think you have to, I don't think you have to cancel the show. Wait, I think right? you just have to like hit pause. Oh, you're right. And find a boombox. You're right. You still have, make those? I have a few of those around here. Okay. One of them that opens up. So, so n- none of this stuff is. Things that you uh, performed on the show. No, last, no, no. Right? This, all this is all brand new. Okay. All, yeah, all yeah. brand new. Brand new material. Brand new. <laughs> it's not very often that uh, okay. it's not very often that like I hear somebody throw a joke out there like that that I have heard before. So okay, how original? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, I, my name is Cameron and I work with cameras. So. I feel your pain. And anytime I'm on set, Mike and then the Sam guy, you know, boom mics. It's it's stupid. It's really stupid. And then and then whenever we're in the studio and Corey is flipping the Corey knobs, (laughs) and it's like Corey slide the Corey, and he's like, I am. That's not a real thing. You can tell I'm obviously not an audio major. I'm gonna keep repping that. And every time I wasn't gonna say nothing at all. I wasn't. I'm just gonna let them go. Uh, So. I guess we'll uh, I guess we'll start a little news. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. I feel like we should have news First and foremost, Forrest Gump. How do you feel about Forrest Gump? I like it pretty well. How about you? I love it. Yeah? I haven't seen it. Great movie. Really? Great movie. Yes. All right. See, I think it's a great movie. And it's. I always kind of think the people who say that it's not... They've either not really seen it ever, or they're lying. They're just they trying saw to it show on TBS. out. That's what happened. Force <laughs> Gump's so overrated. That's, I don't give a shit. Saccharine and sweet and doesn't make any sense. I'm like, stupid is, stupid does. Perfect. Boom. Uh, but it was announced today that it will be re-released, and this I don't understand in IMAX. Yeah, I don't care. You're gonna, gonna see that? I'm gonna go see it. I'd rather see it in 3D. I want to be when he <laughs> runs across that football <laughs> field. I want to see the, the whole football field. Just exactly. I want to see it coming at me. Like. Yeah, light braces just just <laughs> flying at your face. You know what? They should do that. I want to see the reality that he has probably contracted an STD from Jenny <laughs> hit his face. Like I want that. I want that emotion to fly at my face. Yeah, he's, he's dying. They never touch on that. That's the worst part of that whole movie. It's like, it's like he's probably dying. It's like that. you have this lovable character, and then you're not even going to tell us that she killed him. Mm-hmm. Right. You're just going to let us like. Jenny's kind of the worst ever. Yeah. How come we never talk about that? You know that you know that book, The Giving Tree. Yes. She, Forrest Gump is the tree, and she's that little snot kid. That and then the lumberjack asking, that cuts it down. Yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's all she's the people. paper plate that processes him. Yes. Look, look. <laughs> 
I want to I want to break this down for a second. I honestly think that Jenny is the most horrible antagonist of all time in yeah. any story ever told. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> name one. Satan. <laughs> you know, in the greatest story ever told, how do we know that Jenny isn't Satan? <laughs> I guess we don't. I mean, because I there's no way to know. there are only so many entities in this in this existence that would give a guy with special needs an STD. He's fine. He's a, he's he's good. He found a cure. He's fine. We're doing a lot of face touching yes, today. Yes. What is this move? I'm just I'm 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 soaking in the fact that we're talking about <laughs> how evil Jenny Forrest Gump getting STDs <laughs> and how evil Jenny is. Welcome to Bigger Show. Uh, <laughs> I have a technical oh. question though. How do you show a movie in IMAX that wasn't shot in IMAX? Because doesn't it's like 70 millimeter film, yeah, they, right? Like uh, well, you, it's like the rest of the Dark Knight. They crop the okay. Like full 70 millimeter takes up the entire screen. Uh huh. This will stretch it sideways. So there's gonna be bars on the on the bottom? top and bottom. Yeah, okay. there's gonna be letter, it's gonna be letterbox. All right. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I I don't think I'll see this. That's a that's a like a twenty dollar ticket. Yeah, true. To see a movie I have seen seven hundred times, roughly on TBS. On, on TBS or TNT. Yes. The Super They know drama. <laughs> 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 on fire. They know today. heart. Right. Uh, Do what? You are on fire today. Uh, so this was kind of interesting news. Uh, according to recent studies in DVD sales and digital sales, uh, it looks like the DVD is going to go the way of the VHS tape by 2016. Thanks a lot, Netflix. Right? Netflix. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> One more, just add it to the pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like between... Well, DVD I- is old news. Thank you. That's my Obama. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, really? <laughs> sure. All, all it really is is look. You look. sounded like uh, George George's boss on... Oh, yeah. <laughs> look, George. Yeah, that guy. David The, the Larry David thing, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, Back to reality. I think this is interesting, though. Because, I mean, DVD's been around for longer than the VHS tape was, right? Maybe at this point. Um... It's a good question. Okay, here's my here's where my question comes in. Do you think that hipsters will be getting DVD players like 20 years from now? Probably. Okay, cool. I do not doubt it in the least. Pop quiz. It's what suspicious. Is, oh, god. What does DVD stand for? Digital video disc. Digital versatile disc. Oh, mind blown. <laughs> Well, it's been good, guys. Like, here's my gun and my badge. <laughs> like, he was two days from retirement and you had to kill him. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. Versatile. Digital version. I'll never forget it now. Like, yeah, yeah. Right? Weird, uh, You always learn something. But I don't know. I think it's interesting that digital sales in that landscape is becoming such a big thing. Now, this doesn't mention Blu-ray at all. Apparently... Blu-ray is still... It's got a few yeah. years. It's got yeah, a few. But that's yeah, the that's thing. Awesome. Like, I am sinking so much money into Blu-ray, and I know that... You know, 4K's on the way. Is it going to be 4K? It, it really. I mean, it's it's coming... There's already, like, consumer camcorders that are about to be available 4K, to 4K. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. It's just, <laughs> it's just tw- twice, as, twice as much resolution as... But, know, they're, but they're able to put that in Blu-ray because they're well, coming out with the new... Well, well, rumored that the new Texas Chainsaw 4K restoration is going to be on Blu-ray. Okay. Wait, they're doing an, another Texas Chainsaw? Yeah, it's actually going to be at the Bell Court at the end of July. No, it's the um, it's a restoration of the original. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I was like, we don't need another right. one. After that last one, <laughs> I'm done. How bad was that? I mean, they had Trey Songz. I... <laughs> <laughs> they had... No shots, Trey Songz. <laughs> um, yeah, that was... Probably one of the worst movies ever made. It was bad. It didn't. Fundamentally, it didn't make sense. Like the timeline, just everything about it was just insulting. It was a very Uh, insulting movie. Uh, But you know, I don't know. I think uh, I don't know. DVD gone. I don't buy DVDs anymore though, so it's not like I do. I buy I buy the '90s movies. Like really? The last one yeah. I bought was Friday. Other Fridays. Don't judge me. <laughs> no, dude. Do you do, do you have Blu-ray though? I got two Blu-rays. I got Anchorman Two and Ride Along. So. All right. Proof that you finally have a black guest on the show. Right. 
I got all the Fridays, yeah. Plus, of course, they I was talking not. about Ride Along. Oh, Ride Along. Ride along. Oh, come on. White, white people watch Friday. Come on now. Yes. That is true. Well, I'm pretty I don't know. sure there's. I watched Ride Along because it was free on an airplane. Really? Was Wait, for real? And, okay. Oh, That's gosh. Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, yeah. 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 It was all right. Kevin Hart. Nah. Ice Cube. I can get down with Ice Cube. Yeah. Kevin Today Hart. was a good day. <laughs> you don't like him? No, Kevin Hart drives me nuts. Ah. Me He's just. I just hope he don't go down a Cat Williams path. Ugh. Last. Yeah. Format. What happened to Cat Williams? He's kind of. He's trying big. to come back now. He's on is tour he? again. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We'll see. It, the part of the thing is, it's not funny. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, we went. We went in all sorts of directions. We did. Uh, I don't know. DVD is <laughs> gonna be gone. But that kind of that's interesting. From like what we do because it's. Will we? I mean, obviously, I think for us, digital distribution is going to be kind of the wave of the future, anyway. You mean on streaming? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, day day of theater and video on demand. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the last few independent things I've seen, Blue Ruin and Cold in July, and a few other things have been day of. I just bought Cheap Thrills for, oh! ten, for ten bucks at Walmart. Isn't it so good? I love that movie. That's so one good. of my two. But that ca- was another one that was digital and video on demand at the same day yeah and it's this interesting landscape but they're really good movies like they're these really high quality movies and it's kind of like how is age of terminator or transformers age of extinction getting this wide theatrical release but something that is different and really powerful like cheap thrills or blue ruin that gets a limited theatrical run and then video on demand I don't know. We don't want that, man. We want action. We, we want Michael we, Bay. We need more. We dinosaur want Michael robots. Bay, man. We just need dinosaur robots. Destruction porn. Gosh, you understand the generation. It is. I'm just old man Mike. You understand? I'm, <laughs> am I the only one still waiting for Passion of the Christ too? <laughs> Jesus is back, and this time he's pissed. <laughs> Family Guy. They. Oh, they they put it out there years ago and who was it that he teamed up with Chris Tucker? Yeah, I saw Pastor Christ. I think the book was better. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Anyway, <laughs> slam. Chris giving us the roll on uh, Ghostbusters. Let's talk about Ghostbusters. Thirtieth anniversary this year. They are coming out. We announced this on the page yesterday, our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash not a physical show page. podcast. It's a digi- digitally distributed page. Wow, DDP. Yeah. Yes. Uh oh. Mm, diamond cutter. <laughs> That's uh, the first time we're talking about. High five. Yes. That's uh. Anyway, uh, they're coming out with a Blu-ray set of the first or the only two movies currently, mm-hmm. <coughs> which I'm excited about because I've had the first one on Blu-ray for forever and it's awesome, but I. I have a shitty DVD of the second one. I love the second Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's actually... I've seen that one multiple times. That's and get ready, important. the first one, zero times. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be terrible. right back. I have to beat Cameron to death for this show. That's, I think we need to start a segment of the show called, You haven't seen that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, all right, are you ready? I haven't seen... Go ahead. That's well, it. I'm trying to think of... Uh, there's no movies Justin. that Mike hasn't seen. You're trying to get him to say something. And... No, no. Oh, me? Yeah. No, no, there's there's plenty. For, I haven't seen Jaws 2, The Revenge. You haven't. That's no. not The Revenge. The is fourth it? one is The Revenge. Oh, okay. I haven't seen Titanic. You haven't seen this? <laughs> I haven't seen Titanic. Either. I'll never admit mine on on, <laughs> no, on any on, recording device. Come on. No. Come on. Mine is horrible. Oh, we gotta Uh-oh. know. No, mine. Yeah, you like, I'm ashamed of the fact That's, that it's, I, it's okay. I just if I have it, we can watch it. No, because I will lose fans. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's that bad. Uh oh. Is it don't drink your juice in the hood while? I mean, I got that. <laughs> at, what's the point? I got that at home right now. We can watch we, it. <laughs> Seriously, what is it? Come on. I've never seen all of. I've never watched Qualifying. the. I've never watched the entirety of any of the original three Star Wars movies. See, frequent guest of the show, Ethan Hudson, has never seen any of them. Period. Ever. Okay. It wasn't that bad. See, I built it up. It wasn't that bad. I thought I I was going to be crucified to the side of this house that you're about to move out of. That's still going to (laughs) happen. Ethan's in the basement right now watching them on loop with his eyes taped open. (laughs) Wait, why can't I get that treatment? I get crucified for only watching parts of them? Yeah. That's even more disrespectful. 
Because you saw the glory. You didn't care. You did, yeah, yeah, and you didn't want to see so the rest. So wait a minute. So why only bits and pieces of them? Mostly TV. just time, really. Whatever. You can make time for Star Wars. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. We were talking about Ghostbusters. <laughs> he was like 10. He gets halfway through the movie. He's like, I've got an appointment. Gotta go. <laughs> Is that how it happens? Essentially. Kind of, yeah. I gotta play cops and robbers right now. Yeah. Uh, so, here's what happened. Ghostbusters, along with the Blu-rays, they're re-releasing it in theaters. Which, I saw it at the drive-in year two ago which was mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. the print burned like while we were watching it like in the first 30 seconds of the film the print just like I That's got gotta to see be a- an actual film burn out and I was like oh there's Ghostbusters what's going on and they're like hey give us like 15 minutes we'll fix it that's but a big deal though right for, for right. it to be Ghostbusters I mean that was an original print well that's what I'm saying oh. just for it to be film in yeah. today's they today's said day and they age said that they had to cut out probably 30 seconds Dang. off the beginning right. Holy crap. to be able to save it yeah and you could tell, I mean, as it was r- running, you know, it was really weird. But to see it again at theaters, I mean, I'll go do that. Yeah. It's Ghostbusters. 20 bucks, who cares? Right. I would see Ghostbusters and IMAX in a fart beat. Like, <laughs> in a fart beat. <laughs> like, I'm going to see, see farts always funny. You know uh, I'm going to go see Ghostbusters every time. They should bring uh, back Flubber. They should bring back Flubber. Come they on. should reboot Flubber. Give the people what they want. Flubber. More Flubber. With, yes. With, uh. Robin Williams. Robin Williams, but not talking about the bad. Shooter McGavin, what's his real name? I don't give a shit. Shoot yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, How about some uh, Dunstan checks in though? I mean, if they reboot Dunstan checks in, <laughs> I am I'm there. I'm but there. with a crew magnet. What about Monkey Trouble? <laughs> ooh, ooh, uh, Thor Birch. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Gary Bednob, who's in Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, the guy, the Indian guy, who's in Forty Year Old Virgin. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, his name is Gary Bednob. Oh. I'm throwing. Yes. So much knowledge today. I learned, we're <laughs> so learning much a lot. We are uh, learning a lot. <laughs> so Josh Boone, the director of uh, The Fault in Our Stars, uh, is going to be directing Stephen King's The Stand. And there's been a lot of talk about you know what it was going to be rated and how long it was going to be because it's an epic book. He announced today that it is going to be three hours long and it's going to be R-rated. I have you ever seen the. The television? No. Mm-hmm. This version of the yes. The one with the guy from Wings? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, was Steve Hayden Oh, no. Was he- Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the show, Tony Shalhoub. Is I'll, he in I'll look it I don't up. think that's right. It's Steven No, Lover. no, no, no. I, I will... I'm, you want to bet me? You want to bet me? I will bet oh. you. It's Gary Sinise. You're wrong. The guy from Wings is not in it. Um, The, the version stand. that I'm talking about... No. Nope. You're thinking of The Shining? Which is the guy from Wings? Ah, uh, right. So yes. Ben, put your phone back Tom in the pocket. Tom Church. It's fine. It's fine. You want a good run? You You're already run. being crucified. It's not like it gets uh, worse. So they're all epic movies. Right. Sure. <laughs> well done. Uh, you got me so looking it up. Put your phone away. Gary Sinise, and then Pat, uh, the guy who does the voice of Patrick on SpongeBob. <laughs> M O O N spells moon. That's that's what he did, right? And then then Brenda Flag. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't think. I don't. I think there needs to be another it movie. I don't think there needs to be another. There is. I know. Oh. Uh, But what I'm saying is. I want that before I want the stand. Us oh, dropping okay. knowledge on Mike. Right. Why did I think that was going to happen for a second? You fool. <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> you look so dumb right Do you know how dumb you look? <laughs> I've got a dumb. weird story about the stand, and that's that I was in high school, and I was like, this is the first time I'm going to read a book before I watch the movie. And, and then, I never and, watched the movie. But you read the book. Yeah. Remember oh, that time? 1,200 pages of it. It's so Remember that time movie. I got the stand and the shining confused? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, that was, that was good. Was that was classic Brandon Brandon. <laughs> Brains. Classic Brandon Brains. Uh, that was on the best of, right? Brandon shit for brains. Oh. <laughs> you got real serious there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Brandon's Here crying. He's crying. So, we're going to take a break, I think, then we're going to come back tired, and huh? talk about like, upcoming... Well, well, we'll be right back. Let's just yeah. talk about my stupid album. Who cares about your album? Oh, dear serpent, my what big fangs, the best of bites, you my dear. Well, dang. Who you trust before you even expect it You'll find your 
myself victim to residents of those snake pits. Snakes are all slimy. That's actually a lie. In fact, the reptile is known to have skin that's quite dry. Too bad the snakes I know are always the slimiest. Sneaky individuals whose motives need to be addressed. Hell, a snake will shed its skin and show its true colors. Tend not to bite you until you've exposed their true cover. Your idea of sincerity is clearly a fake. Come on, you reached out with the hands of a snake. You reek of venom. We're back. Man. Yep. Funny how talking about <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> I don't know, I'm just over back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, look out. Here we are. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Radio voices. Wildebeest. <laughs> Fats and the Wildebeest here. Uh, we did an April Fool's podcast where mm-hmm. we were a shock jock radio show. And uh, it was just really stupid. It was just us with a soundboard for like... 30 minutes. Just some fart work. sounds. Lots of fart sounds. <laughs> <laughs> some Creed and some Nickelback. And, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just thought, how can we do the absolute worst thing ever? And then we did. We did. I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You should give that one a listen. I can't listen to it. I listened like the first two minutes. I'm like, no, nope, can't. I'm done with this. It's uh, brilliant. Let me tell you. But we're here today to talk about your new album. Yes. Snake Hands. Um, are we, I think we kind of touched on it last time you were on. Yeah. And just kind of talking about your career. I don't even. Far. I think last time I was on, I hadn't even gone to record it yet. I think, I think maybe you were gearing up to do that. Yeah. Or you had some tracks ready, or you know, not tracks. I was still. Like, I think I was still had a few was, things left to write, and I was getting ready to go to Virginia to record. Yeah, you hadn't gone yet. Okay. I'm yeah. Pretty sure that's right. Well, now uh, I've gone, and. Well, tell us. Now. Tell us about it. Um, tell well, us. I mean, tell us about you know. I guess first and foremost, conceptually, where does the album come from? And, and uh, conceptually, I had been sitting on the name Snake Hands for several years. At one point, it was going to be a band. At another point, it was going to be an album or a song. Whenever I was still doing the folk thing, and I never really considered it. Once I started doing hip hop, the thought of doing Snake Hands with the hip hop album never occurred to me. Sure. And after we did Myth Mouth together last year, um, I got approached by uh, Nathan Conrad from Invisible Library. He was like, hey, um, I want you to do a a new album. I want you to release your next album on the label. Um, But here's the thing is you can't use any samples. It has to be completely sample free. It has to be all original material. And so the first person I hit up was... Corey here, a.k.a. The Amazing Parker, and I was like, okay, so I've got some awesome news. I think we've just been signed to a label, (laughs) and the bad news is we can't do any samples. And I think the words out of his mouth were awesome, and then it sunk in, and he's like, oh, Oh, shit. shit. (laughs) (laughs) But conceptually, like as I finally got around to start writing the material for it is, I was like, what what does snake hands mean to me? And right. for me, I was thinking of like the snake handling churches. I was thinking there's an extreme faith there. There's just this element of faith that is so intense that you take you know one line from the Bible and you're willing to put your life on the line for that one part. Sure. And so I was like, what? And then I was like, okay, well, what does that kind of faith mean to me? And then I got to thinking about people that I've trusted. People that have trusted me, even if it's or just how I see trusting people and faith in in my life and in other people's lives, and so every song kind of dabbles on that in some way or fashion. Some is obviously like you have a song like Tellbearers, Backbiters, where it's all about knowing who you can trust and who not to trust. And then you have a song that's more fun like Sights Locked on Gold, which is about wrestling. But if you think about it you not only have tag team partners who need to trust each other, but you've also, you've got a wrestling match where both, you know, opposing sides need to be aware of what the other one's doing. They have to trust that the other one is going to, you know, look out for them and not let them get seriously injured. Sure. You know, so even everything from that minute amount of trust and faith being touched on or something more extreme, that's kind of what Snake Hands meant to me is like, taking that snake handling faith and applying it to a concept album. Sure. Now, Corey, had you produced albums previously to working with Brandon? Uh, no, I just did like a few songs for people okay. and stuff like that. And then 
Uh, I met Brandon during a talent show. Okay. Um, and we was at the, I think we was at the rehearsal. And um, I was there with one of my uh, friends, uh, Don S. And uh, he was performing. I, he was performing a song that I produced for him. And then I heard Brandon do Elephant. And me and Don, uh, me and Don S went up to him. And we were like, yo, we like your music. I remember he handed me a copy of uh, Ugly and Impatient. And then we started talking after that. So, so how long ago was that? That was, I think it was a month before I graduated. So it was like April or May of 2013. Okay. Okay. Oh. In April of 2013 is when we did Bad Milk, which was the first yeah. song so off it was, of... So it was... Cause no, because you graduated in December, right? No, I graduated in June. Graduated in June. June 2013. But it was your portfolio show. Yeah. It was your portfolio show in March mm-hmm. that I finally, like, he was... he Because he, he, he's already graduated. It was March of 2013 right. that he was um, having his portfolio show... I finally took one of his business cards. I called him and was like, "Hey, uh, do you want to get together at the school and we'll do a song?" We did bad. We recorded Bad Milk one day. Two days later, we shot the video. Three days after that, the video was out wow. for the first song that we did together. That's insane! Yeah. Yeah. The turnaround. Yeah. So that's really crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, was the whole was Myth Mouth like that? I mean, was the whole album? That's that all it, it being. I mean, that was. Not a lot of it's funny because um, with Myth Mouth, at first it was like me just doing a couple songs, mm-hmm. and then I think once we did Bad Milk, he was like, "You know, what? I just want you to produce the whole album." Right. I was like, "Okay, cool." And like we, I remember the countless nights in the studio, which was fun. Yeah, our the the night that we actually wrapped the album up, um, I think we got in there like. 11. 10 o'clock 10, 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and I think we left at like 6.30 in the morning wow yeah. which I mean I guess it's not really a long time if you think about it but f- considering the fact that we only had to leave because the class was about to start in about an hour <laughs> so we had to uh, we were having to work around the school schedule of when we could actually get into the studio so so when you talk about school is that here or uh, in Nashville yeah we um, okay. I still go to the Art Institute and okay. he uh, yeah, graduated, I graduated last, last year. year. Oh, cool. So, I mean, what's the working relationship like? You know, I mean, is there a shorthand? Do you guys pretty much know? Like, if, if Brandon says something, do you pretty much know what he wants at this point? Or it's basically um, when Brandon hit, he'll hit me up and he'll come like with a concept. Like with the whole snake hands, we was we went out to eat and this when he told me about the snake hand project, and I already had like like I know Brandon style. Right. So, like, when he told me about the title and the concept, and I was like, okay, I know where we can take it. Right. And then when he told me the instruments he wanted in the album and stuff, it was like, okay, cool. We right. set for it. Cool. So. And then uh, we teamed up with uh, Chris Surratt, who's actually the full-time guitarist for Spoken Nerd. Okay. Um, great dude. Yeah, great dude. Um, but Chris, he... Uh, that guy plays guitar, mandolin, banjo. Oh, wow. He plays all sorts of stuff. But on this particular record, he played... Um, a lot of electric, acoustic, and on. Come up. What uh, what song is it that he plays with the mandolin on? Come up, it's I think. No, no, hold on. I mean, <laughs> let me look at this real quick. No, you be Check you. I'll be Frank. Yeah, you be you. I'll be Frank. He, um, <laughs> he played this mandolin riff on there that just lent itself really well to the entire feeling of the album. Sure. Mm-hmm. Not so. enough mandolin in uh, <laughs> hip hop. Right. So I'm, I'm glad you're playing here. Fresh, yeah. fresh taste, man. Fresh taste. <laughs> yeah. With a black producer. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, yeah. so what is the process been like on Snake Hands? I mean, was it was it pretty? I don't want to say easy, you know. I mean, but I mean, conceptually, you know, was it hard to put together? I mean, each, you know, where, where were your problem areas? Where were your strengths and weaknesses? I think the biggest, um, I think the biggest obstacle for both of us, but for different reasons, was our inability to use samples. Okay. A lot of times, if he'll he'll make the beat for me from a, from an existing song and he'll sample it, and then I can kind of use the hook from that to kind of build the song around it. Sure. So since he, you know, the problem for him was having to make beats from scratch where he wasn't using an existing song, and then for me, like it was like, oh, well, I've got to create the entire concept. I have, <laughs> I don't have, a, you know, a, a a foundation for it. Right. So that, you know, added a level of difficulty for me that I had not dealt with in the past. Right. So. Did uh, did you have any of the material 
like any of the songs written beforehand, or did you start it like straight from scratch? Yeah, because because wow. okay. uh, got signed to Invisible Libra- Library like right after Mythmouth came out. Okay, I hadn't even I wasn't even thinking about doing another album when Mythmouth came out. I remember last time you were on the show, and this may not be the same thing, but that was was that not something that you had announced yet that you had been signed? Because there was something that you were like, oh, there's something going on, but I can't really. I think talk that about. was the Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, retrospective when I was on for that okay. is I think that was about the time that I was signed but I still couldn't say anything right okay maybe that that's what and then the last show I was on when it was me and who Ken was, Ken Lovett yeah Ken Lovett mm-hmm. um, when I uh, was on there with him then that was I was able to announce it then okay and went ahead and I was able to talk about Snake Hands and all right. that good stuff yeah okay okay um so well, I mean, wow, that's really cool. So I mean, what's the plan now? I mean, the the CD release is coming up. Yeah, CD release is two weeks from Saturday, right? Oh, yeah, two weeks from tomorrow. But I, I don't know when the show comes out, so I was trying to say, yeah, I was gonna, I didn't want to say two weeks from tomorrow, and then oh, I mean, we'll yeah, have yeah. Well, what's the date? Uh, June twenty first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. CD release show is June twenty first, and then mm-hmm. I take off on the road with Kid Dead. Uh, immediately uh, June twenty second, and we play in Macon. We still we're still filling a few dates, but um, how many dates are you trying to do total? Uh, it's gonna including the CD release show. It's twelve days altogether. Okay. So where where are you going so far? Um, we got Macon, Georgia, New Orleans, Pensacola, uh, Tallahassee, and Chattanooga. Those are the ones that we've gotten booked, and then we still got a few days that we're trying to fill in there. Right. So very cool. Um. So, I mean, what's, what's, what's next? What's up? I mean, um, where do you go from here after touring? Um, I, well, I actually have a show that your listeners might be interested in. I'm actually playing at the Nashville Comic and Horror Convention July 12th oh, cool. at the Tennessee oh, nice. State Fairgrounds. So, um, it's been a little difficult getting my... Um, there's a cat meow. <laughs> um, it's been a little bit difficult getting my information up on the site, but I've been confirmed to play that. So whether you see my information up there or not, I'm going to show up with the PA system and I'm going to perform. Gonna <laughs> whether they remember me or not. Um, so there's that, and that benefits the Humane Society. So oh, great. it's going to be a good time. There's going to be um, the, the theme is uh, professional wrestlers versus zombies. Because, <laughs> right and I guess that they're actually premiering a film called, called Pro, yeah. Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. Right. So. That's kind of what Dead Weight was. It was Bodybuilders vs. Zombies. Yeah, one of the early bigger show sketches, like or radio plays, I guess, that we did was called Dead Weight. Or Deadlift. Wasn't it Dead? Deadlift, yes. yes. Bodybuilders vs. Zombies. <laughs> uh, for those of you who haven't heard that one yet, what are you looking for? Huh? <laughs> no, you're fine. She don't, she don't know. This is our producer, Mallory Burns. Hi. Hello. That's kind of fun. You're the producer now. Longtime guest and friend of the show is now our producer. You're ruining the show. And now she's ruining it for him. What are you looking for? My wallet. Oh, I don't know where that is. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely know. (laughs) As he puts it back in his pocket. Uh, where are you going? Uh, I'm going to go down to the guest. Okay. Um, so. Great material for the show. No, it really mm. is. I'm kind of, uh, I'm, oh. I'm just to rewind a little bit, I'm kind of interested in the process of writing, and I remember we talked a lot about this on the last show, it was just like the, the nuts and bolts of like actually putting a song together when it comes to this style of music, like. When it, you know, he was talking about how you couldn't use a hook from another song. So, mm-hmm. like, when it came to coming up with something that was memorable in terms of music or instrumentation, do you, I mean, do you sit down? Was that like you sitting down on a keyboard or was it the guitar player coming up with something? Yeah, it was actually when uh, Chris, when me and Chris, uh, when we were together, Chris usually had guitar. He's like, um, I think I got an idea here. He'll play it out. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then mm-hmm. we'll record it and then, uh, what I do is I actually sample him yeah, playing the yeah. guitar. So and just loop it or something. And just loop yeah. it. And, um, and like some of the stuff he came with is just incredible. And like one of the most, one of my favorite one was the tail biters. That that is the tail bearers, snake biters. The the first like twenty seconds just filled me up. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it's, I fucking love this so Note much. Note to self: fade in the song right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's like because we was actually working on the intro for the album <laughs> and we just told him to, you know, do some slide guitar and stuff. And then he just randomly does that riff and we was like, hold up. Do that again. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that's pretty much the the root of Tell Bears and Backbiters. But on to on the intro for a second, like I wanted this like just epically long like <laughs> like wailing slide guitar, and it was and it was I loved it so much. But then it came down to like, oh, how do we really make this the intro to a hip hop record? Right. And so as much as I wanted it. Um, Smarter people prevailed and <laughs> talked me into cutting it down and put in doing other things with it, which we did, and it, and it made for an amazing intro. But it's just like, okay. Uh, one of the things that we had talked about before you coming on was that you might want to premiere a song on the show. I uh, yeah. Which, um, which song do you think that would be? There's a song on here called Fifty Shades of Grey Poupon. Uh, I of think we can. Uh, let our take a little break. Let our audience listen to that, and then come back. Yeah, let's that do that, and then we'll talk about it. Cool. Well, let's do yeah. that. You're not even cute I don't want to hear you talk Let's pretend you're a mute You're a lying scumbag And deserve what's coming your way No girl will ever love you You should probably go gay So you changed your phone number And you're blocking my calls You're just another pussy You're a dick with no balls Should've used your brain Before you decided to be a tease Because I'm almost positive That I gave you a disease Brandon Brains, you're an asshole And you're full of baloney I'ma tell your ex we fucked so she can score some alimony I know that you like to think that you are so attractive Yeah, but your dick is so small you can't be sexually active I never liked you, dude. You're easily forgettable Meeting your ass on Facebook was truly regrettable Despite the lovely date and the three-night stand My mom was right to tell me I should never trust a man Damn Please leave your name and phone number after the beat Why'd you block me, asshole? And you changed your number? Hmm, well, I did give you a disease. I'm 100% sure I have what I told you. I've gone ahead and contacted your ex to let her know you're out fucking people before being divorced, and I also let her know I'll be a witness so she can get alimony from you. I don't take kindly to people being pussy assholes. I didn't do anything to you. I haven't texted, called, emailed, nothing. You should leave VA for good. No one wants you around. You're a lying piece of shit scumbag and deserve everything coming your way. No wonder she's leaving you. You suck in bed and you're not even cute. So glad I didn't let myself like you. Ha, I'm always right. Kill yourself. So you never tried calling? How'd you know my number changed? Let me guess, because you were all alone and feeling estranged? Truly, thank you, dear. This message fueled my creativity. Just didn't write about it sooner. I was focused on productivity. Because despite your ideas, I had bigger fish to fry. I guess it's easier when you tell yourself that the other party lied. Up front, I was honest, but you thought I was playing games. So you flipped that crazy switch with messed up shit to say. Don't get conceited. I don't think about you often. Only when dwelling on people who've wished me into an early coffin. I'm no gynecologist and you like to think that I'm a chump. 
But you should learn the difference between a disease and razor bumps Even my ex just ignores you, plus she fucked around first So I'm sorry no one was around to be quenching your thirst Don't get your panties in a bunch, I'm not trying to start a fight I just don't think you understand the meaning behind the term I'm always right, right Holy shit! <laughs> that's uh, that's that's a brand new track from Random Brains, and it's. Uh, I feel like I learned something about you. <laughs> there's a little, maybe I don't know. Uh, there's a lot going on there, man. Um. Okay. I mean, you're pretty well known for being upfront with your with your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's unpack this. <laughs> Fifty yeah, Shades of Grey Poupon. Yeah, let's talk about. Um, it. I got separated from my ex in early November of 2010. Um, this girl that I had met on Facebook, like me and my wife at the time, me and my now ex, we knew we were getting divorced. Sure. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no working things out. But in the state of Virginia, you have to wait six months to finalize a divorce. So it was. We kind of had already had the discussion, like, hey, you go your way, you do who and what you're going to. I'm gonna go my own way, do who and what I'm going to. We'll meet in the middle in six months. Finalize the divorce, call it a day. Okay. And that's pretty much what happened. So this girl I met on Facebook, um, you know, we ended up hooking up, and I, t- I told her. I was like, up front, I was like, hey, um, I'm, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm just looking for a friend with benefits. Right. You know, and and I, the thing is, I've explained this song. Like, there's a lot of girls who enjoy this song. Right. And I explained the story to them, and they're like, "You're so stupid. No girl honestly wants to be friends with benefits." <laughs> and I, I was unaware of that. I'd never been in a situation to have a friend with benefits. Right. So like, you know, I was like, "Oh, this is totally cool. She's down for it." And and I've learned since then, every girl I've encountered is like, "You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> no girl actually wants to be friends with benefits." If she says that. She's either crazy or she's lying. This girl was both crazy and lying. Right. Um, the voicemail in the middle isn't—it's not an actual voicemail. Is that your voice? Uh, that's my voice. <laughs> but that message, she sent that to me as a Facebook message. After I told her, I was like, "Hey, you know what? I don't want any part of your craziness." I'm like, "I just." When wanted- did you realize she was crazy? Um. When she told me, uh, she, like, I was like, hey, I just need a few days to myself. And then in order to get me to talk to her, she was like, um, so I just went to the doctor and I'm pretty sure I have something. And I was like, well, fucking tell me what it is. And then she was finally like, herpes. And then, like, and then a few days later, then she's like, oh, it just, it was just razor bumps. And then, (laughs) but then this message followed that. Right. This, this me- like that, it, she sent it to me that, as a Facebook message. That voicemail in the song is that Facebook message verbatim. Right. The only thing that changed is where I say your ex. Um, she actually used my ex's name, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, I my my ex is my ex. I've talked about her in songs sure. in the past, but there's really no songs on this one where I address right. her. Like I'm You've done. Close that chapter. I've closed that chapter. Right. But this was something that, like, I never responded to this girl. When she sent me that message, I was like, it was one of those situations where, like, I was having to, like, look around when I came home by myself at night. I was having to, like, look around the corner and make sure I wasn't going to get shot or stabbed. Right. I was, like, genuinely concerned. Right. And um, so I just kind of sat on this, and I was like, I'm never going to talk about this. I don't want her to hear it and end up coming and killing me. And Myth Mouth, I talked about stories of other people. And not how it necessarily impacted me in the first person. And with Bad Milk especially, Bad Milk is a personal song about somebody who was a friend of my family. Right. And I caught a lot of guff from that um, at shows. Like I had, you know, a couple of shows where I had women. One time a woman actually came and like screamed at me and called me a list of obscenities and um, had to be thrown out of the venue. Another time, a girl actually had a reasonable conversation with me about how she thought it was chauvinistic, and we and I talked her down. I was like, you know, explain to her where I was coming from, and she calmed down. But um, so my thought with snake hands was like, okay, 
You know, I'm not too good to talk about myself. I'm not too good to talk about things I've gone through. Right. And really get down to the nitty gritty and say the you know the worst possible things. So with this one, I was like, well, this is a story of my life. This is something really crazy that I went through. Um, it's finally you know time to go ahead and, and address it. Um, you know, there's another song, and I know that once the album comes out and people hear it, it's gonna be more common knowledge. But there's a song on there called This This Ain't Wrong. It's the ending track, and it's about having been molested as a child. Sure. You know, something I've never really even talked about with other people, let alone put into a song. Right. And, and um, Horrible Weather talks about... Um, I kind of dabble on um, a close family member who had attempted suicide, and then another family member and a friend who had actually succeeded in suicide. So that kind of pulls together in that song right and it was just there's several songs where like i was like you know i'm gonna be more personal i'm going to talk about things that i've gone through things that i've experienced firsthand and um was that cathartic for you to be able to do that yeah it really was it i won't say it would have helped me to have done it to have tackled it at an earlier time right but i think um Snake Hands was, you know, it was a lot of stress on me and Corey, sure. and I think that this relieved a lot of that stress because at the end of the day, I felt like I'm saying something that somebody else needs to hear. I'm talking about something that someone needs to know they're not alone in this, and by no means am I trying to set myself up to be any kind of hero, I'm, I'm not, right? but it's like I've gone through something, and I feel like if I don't talk about it and let other people know that they're not alone, then I'm just as bad as the person who's hurt them or put them in that situation, you know, by not sharing my experience and helping to kind of relieve that loneliness feeling. Wow. So, yeah. Um, so, is that, to, is that to say that on albums before this, you were consciously trying to not write about yourself, or is that just how it came out? It's more so how it came out. But, okay. um, in, in previous projects, like... I had no problem talking about, you know, Ugly and Impatient. There's a couple of songs where I talk about my ex-wife because at the time when I did that, it was, for me, it was a hot issue. Sure. I mean, even after the divorce was finalized, like, I was like, I hate her. Um, and it was like, I couldn't go a day without, you know, without just thinking about, you know, how much I disliked this person right. and how they made me feel. So it kind of, that kind of blocked anything else that I could have talked about and not and there's songs that aren't about her in previous projects I mean only there's really only like two or three songs that are even about her sure but that was the that's been the most personal thing that I've really talked about my my life up to this point because before it was like I didn't really feel like I was in any position to talk about certain things right. it was more so like you know, I'm going to be the guy who talks about what it's like to be a guy going through a divorce. And that was kind of it. It was like, okay, I'm going to be the advocate for this. And that was all I, that was the only personal thing I wanted to address. And I think that's true of any art is, you know, you find, you inject the pieces of yourself that you're most familiar with at the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, that's, I think that's definitely true. Even if you don't realize it when you're doing sure, it. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, great. I think uh, we're going to take another break and then come back with a chance for our audience to maybe win a win a little bit. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're going to come back and... Uh, Can we, like, make a joke or something? I feel like we got really serious for a minute there. I feel like I don't want to go... Titty fart! <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to a break. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, this is our main event for the tag team. An elbow drop from the top rope And if you get up from that Then prepare for that chokehold Brains and P-Vibe The number one tag team Go on and give us the belts Because we're gonna be champions A good old battle of David versus Goliath Step in the ring and chill The spirit of Andre the Giant Double trouble will choke Slam me to hell Y'all should be prepared Once you hear the sound of the bell Put you in them headlocks Then push you against the ropes Come back with arms open And drop you right on the floor Pin they ass to the ground Try to get up if you dare Ain't no no way we gonna lose cause we're the perfect pair when the 
it comes to the fight, we tend not to fight fair. No strangers to bashing dudes, heads with steel chairs. We're not good or bad, we are somewhere in between. That's the bottom line, Brandon Brains 316. And we're back. Brandon Brains, what do you have with you here? Uh, um, I have a, I uh, don't know what year it's from, but it's a WWF. 1997. 19- it is a 1997 WWF wrestling trivia game. What is the WWF? World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> Come on, Not man. entertainment. I know, oh. I know it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I thought you were fucking with me. Um, it has this some, much I know. It has some amazing wrestlers on the cover, including Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Bret the Hitman Hart, Vader, Sid Vicious, Goldust. Um, uh, that's realized, Psycho Sid? Yes. And uh, I'm thinking that's Diesel. Is that Diesel? Yeah, that's Diesel. That may be fake Diesel, actually. I just realized that uh, Brett the Hitman Hart is actually on here twice. Yep. Well, he's on the cover twice. Oh, is he? Yeah, right there and right there. Well, that's when... No, uh, this is about the end of his tenure, wasn't it? About, but he, there's still a lot of questions about him. There still are. That's a whole other <laughs> even, in ni- even 1997, there's still, <laughs> there's still 12 years of WWE... Or, not even, I mean, more more than 12 years, but yeah. 12 years after the first WrestleMania. I always count from the first WrestleMania forward. Oh. So, not yeah, not to say that anything pre-WrestleMania 1 doesn't eh, count, kinda but doesn't. It, what I think about. Right. That's an interesting way to measure. I've never thought, that's, yeah, that makes so. sense. All right, so what are we going to do here? Um, with the 800 questions. Are we doing all 800? <laughs> Please. <laughs> buckle yourself in, motherfuckers. We're going to be talking about wrestling for a while. I wonder if, which would take longer, to go on to WWE Network and watch every pay-per-view from 1985 to now, <laughs> or, or us actually trying to answer all 800 questions without Googling it. Can it be both? Uh, <laughs> like, can we do both? I, I'm down to do a show where we just do that. That's, that's a whole separate pot, not just an epi- different episode, but a whole other podcast. Actually, friend of the show, Ethan Hudson, I think, is starting a wrestling podcast, so we may have Interesting. to. Uh, Interesting. We may Uh-oh. have to make the, make this a repeat thing. Okay. All right. So, what is the deal right now? Today? So we're going to pass around the cards, and we're going to ask each other a few questions. <laughs> okay. And then, to uh, to wrap up the show, we're going to ask three questions. And if you're listening to the show. Then you need to email the show. Do they have an email for you? Yeah, we're needabiggershow at gmail.com. Needabiggershow at gmail.com. Or we'll have something. I think probably the other way to do it is we'll have a Facebook, Facebook thing. Post. Okay. Yeah. We'll do a Facebook post that says, okay, answer the question now or questions. And if you have the right answers, then I'm going to be giving away a CD or two. I'm going to give away some tickets to my CD release party on June 21st. So cool. make sure that you're listening to this before June 21st. Yeah, we'll definitely have it up within the next couple yeah, of days. Yeah. Let them know that it's time sensitive. It's time! It's time! <laughs> it's Vader time! Oh, you can tell I'm ready. Let's do this so here we go. All Opening right. up the box. Um, Do I get a little championship belt? I think there's supposed to be a board with the... uh, I don't... Maybe there isn't. There was a board at one time. There had to be. Yeah. No, there's not. What? It's a picture of everything. Oh, there's nothing in there. Does that have the cards? Like the 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 superstar cards? Um, It has the belts. I don't need that. I'll give you a belt. All right, yeah, I'll take a belt. Okay. So, yeah, there's no... Yeah. (laughs) It's not as glorious when it's a piece of cardboard. No, it is. Okay, so here we go. All right. Let's, let's tackle your wrestling trivia. Yeah, I will know nothing. Okay, fellas, uh, do we want to... I guess we want to just play level one for right now? Yeah, level one's probably safe. Whatever. Level one only because uh, Cameron and Corey aren't the hugest wrestling fans. So <laughs> We're aware of wrestling. You know what? I'm going to step it up to level two just to give Mike a challenge because I don't yeah. want him to completely dominate these yeah, yeah. guys. <laughs> Um, Watch, I'm going to I'm gonna preemptively answer this. So am I, so it's okay. I'm going to preemptively answer uh, uh, the Bushwhackers. <laughs> well, they're actually not okay. um, well, even a choice. We, it's multiple choice. Oh, all right. So you well, can only go. make so big of an ass of yourself. Okay. 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 Moderate ass. At the That's 19- my favorite wrestler. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the moderate ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. At the at the nineteen ninety three SummerSlam, the inner champ was 
and by Interchamp, the Intercontinental, the Intercontinental, Intercontinental, Intercontinental Breakfast at Super Eight <laughs> Champion. <laughs> no, the Intercontinental. <laughs> what are our choices? <laughs> was Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, or Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels. Cameron. Oh, I'm answering too. Um, I guess I'll go with Bret Hart since Bret Hart. <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Woo! I just want to be different. You weren't different. You picked the Woo! same wrong answer as him. Okay. Let's, uh... Here we go. What a rush. <laughs> should, should we just have them ask the questions and me and you just try yeah. to answer? Did you know that one? I uh, I'm probably would have guessed it. Yeah. Bet Did you, you actually know. know that one, though? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Look how serious I am right now. Okay. Right, should I, should I, I think I've picked the same card, actually. Oh, you big idiot. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I don't even know how you did that. I mixed it in there real nice. Neither. Powers. Okay. Cameron just sank it. All right, what level are we doing? Five. Is this between Level you two? three. Let's do level three. Okay, level three. Everybody. Come on. At the WrestleMania four tournament, who faced DiBias? DiBiase? DiBiase <laughs> in the second round. A. Magnificent Morocco. B. Hulk Hugan. <laughs> C. Jim Duggan. Hogan. Duggan. Hogan. I, I think it was Jim Duggan. I think it was Hogan. The answer is Magnificent. Man, we're both wrong. Come on, fucking idiots. Do, do, do. Right. You know, and you know Wait, there's gonna be. I think right. I think he should read one we'll more, and then we'll we'll go to the, the contest. Yeah. Right. Oh man, I there should be we between. Play for a little while now. <laughs> All right, so what level are we doing? We're back, man. We don't want us to cheat. I'm oh, sorry, my fault. We ain't cheaters. <laughs> well, what level y'all want to do? Level three. Level three. Level five. Let's do it. All right. Let's go bigger. Let's go bigger. Go home. Go what? bigger. Show or go home. <laughs> yeah. Go bigger. Ooh, what? It's like the plug there. All right. Level five. What was Killer Khan's trademark? Killer Khan. Mm-hmm. Was there multiple choice? Oh. No. No. Shit. The claw. <laughs> go with the claw. The claw game. Anybody with anybody killer something always the claw. I don't know. Um. Killer Khan. I'm guessing it was karate. I'm I'm gonna say dysentery. Green mist. Oh. oh. Green okay, mist. we need another one. All right, All right yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam. Yeah. What level? We go back to three. I think we should go back to three. <laughs> Not feeling You're right. Because level five. Right. Yeah, no. yeah, no. We, no. we, we no. both so biffed it so hard. Okay, another WrestleMania. Oh shit. At WrestleMania five. The individual who did not come to the ring with a manager was King Haku. Bad News Brown or Rick Rude? I think it was Rick Rude. Um, what was the second choice? Bad News Brown. Bad News Brown. I'm going to go with Bad News Brown. The answer is Bad News Brown! Boom! Alright, right, got to have a tiebreaker now. How do we have a tiebreaker? You didn't get one right together. You got Shawn oh. Michaels because we weren't... Me and Bullshit. you were I was reading that one. <laughs> one more. Alright. Shitbird. <laughs> this is my show. I'm ready to breathe. You're gonna, you're gonna edit it to make it look like you beat me? Yeah. That's the power of editing. Alright. So, you wanna do level three again? Yeah. Yeah, let's do level three again. Alright. The tag team that was on Rick Martel's team at the 1990 uh, series was... Power and Glory, Demolition, or Orient Express? Rick Martel. Uh, I'm going to go with the Orient Express. I'm going with Power and Glory. It was Power and Glory. Okay, now, now, now we need a tiebreaker. All right. There we go. All right, one last one. For real this time. Okay, this is the last one. What if you both get it wrong? Uh-oh. Then we just shake hands. Then, okay, yeah, yeah. We were already going to shake say, hands. You say good show. Good show. <laughs> Level three? Level three. Oh, it's my best bud again. Ted DiBiase's <laughs> mystery partner at 1990 Sur series. Survivor series. Survivor series was IRS, Andre the Giant, or Undertaker. IRS. 
Yeah, I would have said the same thing. Are we both right or are we both Undertaker? Was it? Oh. Really? It was the fake Undertaker, I bet. Fake Taker. Was that it? Well, we guys. Shake it up. Yes. Shake, all right. Shake on it, we all both right. are kind of okay at wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> we also kind and of. And here suck. you go, thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right so, wait, we got to have. Perhaps we should watch some WWE Network together at some point. Yeah, we definitely need to make that happen. Just right. saying. Uh, are we going to have questions for the audience? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's we'll see if right? the audience is smarter. We often forget them, but we shouldn't right now. Well, they're going to Google. Maybe they're dumb. <laughs> Love you. Love you, little babies. Okay. <laughs> but you're dumb. <laughs> so just to uh, keep things even, and we're not actually going to give you the multiple choice because we know you're going to Google it, you sons of bitches. <laughs> right here, bro. Oh. Oh, well, I'm probably never gonna. Cards? What is that? We'll go. We'll talk about this at the end. <laughs> Undertaker. Oh, you shut your mouth, boy. <laughs> Undertaker's badass, man. Okay. <laughs> we actually believe the Undertaker's badass. No, Don't make fun. I, I did. I did. Brockus. Remember Brockus? That guy. <laughs> He's the worst. I'm just okay. always gonna bring up Tatanka because that was my that was my the jam. most offensive wrestler. <laughs> yes, of all he probably time. was. Okay. Uh, our first question for the audience at night at the 1991 Survivor Series, who eliminated Typhoon? At the 1991 Survivor Series, who eliminated Typhoon? What level is that? That's a level three. Okay. So. That one is for a copy of Snake Hands on Compact Disc. Woo-woo! <laughs> Let me get another trivia question. All right, let's see here. Compact, versatile disc. You're not going to sign it for him? You're a jerk. I mean, I'll <laughs> sign it for him. We haven't left yet. <laughs> I don't want to devalue the CD. <laughs> I joke. Okay, here we go. This is a level five question, and this is for two tickets to my CD release party. Which, at this point, I don't even know if I could give them away. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 okay. I got dark for a second. Yeah. Oh, wait, I need... Because this is, like, this level five question is too fucking easy. Are you serious? Yeah, that's a level five question. At WrestleMania 1, Andre received $15,000 for slamming whom? Hulk? Yes, it's Hogan. Okay. No. Okay, never mind. Wait I guess it's not... It was Big John Stud. That's what I was going to say. Was it Big John Stud? Yeah. Oh, I would have got it wrong. See? Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. Sorry. Oh, no, it was Hogan who slammed Andre. But. Hold, no, it was. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was WrestleMania 2 or 3. 3. Yeah. Big John, uh, Big John Stud. He, yeah, he challenged anybody and Andre have the you? Giant came out. And then if you played WrestleMania. If you played WrestleMania 2K14, it's one of the first challenges, challenges on the road to WrestleMania. And it looks like old TV. It's awesome. Oh, that's cool. I need to get that game. It's awesome. I did, How many times have I said, hey, Corey, if I bring over the game, do you want to play? And you're like, I don't really like wrestling. <laughs> did you say that? Numerous times. <laughs> do you talk to Kermit? Okay, here we go. You know what? This, this one, this one is an appropriate oh, question. Broke in the table. Oh okay, well, it's okay. a good thing we're it's good. the last show here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do one. Oh wait, there. Oh. Two layers. Yeah, Corey just kicked that leg. That's no, I did it. Well, I'm gonna blame Corey. <laughs> blame the black guy. Why don't you? That's racist. <laughs> okay. That's racy. <laughs> This is a level four question only because it's slightly tougher than the number five question. <laughs> at the 1998, or sorry, Ooh. at the 1988 SummerSlam, who was Jake Roberts' opponent? At the 1988 SummerSlam, who was Jake Roberts' opponent? Cool. And that is for two tickets to my CD release party. So if you, uh, you got two opportunities. Yeah, and I'll be paying attention to the uh, bigger show Facebook page, and I'll just. Write your name down and have you on will call for them free tickets. Boom. Just Boom. like that. Just like that. Well, uh, how do we want to wrap up here? Well, um, maybe yeah. we should wrap up, guys. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because it's double meaning. Because we talked about yeah. it. Gotcha. <laughs> you're, you're so gangster. Corey has yeah, a project he'd like to talk about. Yeah, right let's now. talk about your project. Uh, like it. Yeah, after. Uh, I've been working on a. A project called uh, Skeletons. Um, 
don't have a release date for it yet, but uh, been in the writing process for it. I produce mostly all the tracks for it. And uh, the first single is still a working title, and Brandon Brings, actually, he's going to be on the hook for it. Yeah. So, like, the sound uh, is very different from some of the stuff. I'm usually a soulful uh, you know, like 90s boom bap right. type stuff, but this one I'm actually kind of exploring out there, and the first single kind of got the edge to it, which uh, is really like a different side of me, and um, this album is like very personal. I'm talking about a lot of stuff from, uh, you know, just depression to heartbreaks and all that stuff, so, right. and uh, looking forward to actually performing. Awesome. For, like for the first time, so awesome. yeah. Well, yeah, he will. He, yeah. will, he will be opening up my CD release show. So yeah, yeah I'll, well, I'll be there. Yeah, so, yeah. It's yeah. Be a good time. It's gonna be awesome. Well, you uh, talked about uh, maybe uh, performing. Okay, let's do it. Let's not even. Do we want to take a break? Well, we I have mean, to just to reset mics. Yes. All right, we're oh, gonna man. take a quick okay. break, and then we're gonna come back with uh, Brandon Brains. Is that gonna close and, us out? Yeah. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. So I guess I'll do uh, suck less. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. What's up? I'm Brandon Brains. This is Snake Hands. Or the <laughs> No, we don't have to do that. What's up? I'm Brandon Brains. This is Suck Less. Take two. <laughs> I've heard my music described as sexy or was it sexual? I prefer to think of it as erotic meets intellectual. Is freedom of speech the original sin? And if we don't joke about it, will the terrorists win? I often try to avoid any kind of comparison because any artist can tell you plagiarism is embarrassing. However, cats are biting styles they're hearing on the radio because they are convinced that that's the only way to get fellatio. Here's something you could try to take a stab at originality. I promise it won't kill you to form a person if your only goal in life is to get your money spent Then prepare yourself for a life of disappointment, kid They say that an artist has to take a stand against the man But I approach that situation with a different sort of plan If you want to see a good man, then I can provide you with a sample But I am hardly an example of being an example I'm not obsessed with the average portrait of success I don't want to be famous, I just want to suck less I've never said that I have to be the best I just want to make sure I always stand out from the rest I'm not obsessed with the average portrait of success I don't want to be famous, I just want to suck less I've never said that I have to be the best I just want to make sure I always stand out from the rest Perhaps I've grown accustomed to sticking my foot in my mouth Because I often speak my mind while also juggling these doubts I often worry that people will be offended by all of my lyrics At the times when the words are right or better they're most sincere. I try to hold myself to a different set of standards, somewhere between trailer trash and being well-mannered. I try not to write anything that I can't say in front of my mom, but that's a lot of room to write when I explain all of my songs. I suppose I could cry about it and say that I'm misunderstood, but just because I can doesn't mean that I should. I need to be honest, need to take responsibility for every action I make. I need to have that ability, but it's hard to keep it clean with the mouth like a sailor. You know, when I forgot my inhaler, I'm often told to watch my tongues. I grab it by the tip and tell them all, I'll on a pile Ew. I'm not obsessed with the average portrait of success. I don't want to be famous, I just want to suck less. I've never said that I have to be the best. I just want to make sure I always stand out from the rest. I'm not obsessed with the average portrait of success. I don't want to be famous, I just want to suck less. I've never said that I have to be the best. I just want to make sure I always stand out from all these other motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> cool. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was... Mr. Uh, Brandon Brains. And I still fucked up. Ah, man. That's okay. That's all good. At least I figured out where I fucked up before it was too late to fix it. This hey, time. you still from the rest, though. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. So, for we're going to need a bigger show, this has been. Camera B. Childs. Brandon Brains. Mason Parker. And I am Mike D. Everybody, if you're local, go out. June 21st. To Cafe Coco. Cafe Coco. In Nashville. At 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Be there early, though, because this one's going to probably pack out. It's going right. to be a lot of people. I was only joking. There's probably going to be a good deal of people there. <laughs> Brandon Brains CD release show for Snake Hands. You heard it here, folks. See you then. Goodbye. Later. Later.